Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are a good dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. That means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So to you, so let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 244. Man, this is one of my favorite episodes of the entire year. I love talking about this one because I'm going to talk about risers and fallers in the rookie draft and rookie rankings after seeing them in action during these preseason games and during all the training camp reports that we received. I love this also because it's the final podcast before the new season starts. And so this is the last week of the offseason of these podcasts. So really looking forward to that. Uh, I think you guys know, but every Labor Day weekend, uh, my oldest standing league of 25 years, the Dynasty Freaks League, the original name for this, uh, we host our rookie draft. It's one of my only drafts that takes place after all the preseason games have taken place. So having one such league is actually pretty enjoyable because rookies' values change pretty significantly from May to September. And so in preparation for this rookie draft, I re-ranked all the rookie class and I compared them to where I had them ranked in May with my rookie rankings. And so in this final podcast of the offseason, we're going to detail which players have risen, which ones have fallen, more than five spots within the first three rounds of the draft. So as for rookie risers, um, I could draft many of them this weekend in my freak league, uh, which is a one quarterback league. So you're going to see that I drafted them a little bit higher because I'm talking about my super super flex rankings right here. But as for the rookie risers, I was actually able to draft a lot of them this weekend. I actually had a big stockpile of picks. That was a pretty fun league for me. It is, again, a one-quarterback league, so I was able to draft a few of these risers that I'm going to talk about even higher than where I have them ranked in Superflex League. So let's talk some risers, some fallers in this rookie class. Along the way, I'll talk about some of the players that I got to draft this last weekend right before the season starts. So let's get started. All right, let's talk rookie risers. First riser was Tajay Spears. He moved from number 19 in my rankings to number 13. So moved up six spots since May. Uh, Spears was arguably the most outstanding player in the preseason. He ran for 117 yards, 22 carries in the preseason, averaged 5.3 yards per carry. He was shifty and explosive, had lots of big plays, and that one touchdown run that kind of grabbed Dynasty Manager's attentions when he burst through the hole, hurled over an oncoming defender, and just kind of jogged his way into the end zone. It's true with Derrick Henry in the way. You know, Spears is a player that Dynasty Managers are really going to have to wait on. But if Henry gets injured, Spears is going to be an every-week starter for sure. Uh, His preseason proved that his knee is fine. That was a big hesitation. And so since he looked so good, that was part of what made me willing to move him back up as well. Uh, I think he's going to be a player that they're actually going to be worth mixing into the rotation, even when Henry is healthy. Um, I drafted him at pick number 12 in my freak draft this last weekend after grabbing Jameer Gibbs, Jordan Addison ahead of him in the first round, and then uh, my first share of Spears. I drafted because we're going to talk about him. I was able to draft him in May. Haven't drafted him in any drafts because in May I had him 19. This time I had him 13 and was able to draft him at pick number 12. Then there's Tank Tank Bigsby. I moved him up from number 20 to number 14. Rivaling Spears as the player moving up the draft board the most would really be Tank Bigsby. Uh, He also played in every preseason game, carried the ball 28 times, compiling 159 yards on the ground, 5.7 yards per carry that was. You know, Bixby, you know, seems in line to split the running back carries, you know, pretty evenly with Travis Etienne. Um, and that's, you know, more than people would have expected at the start. 
I think watching him by the way that they played in preseason, uh, that's what's going to happen. And not only that, he's probably going to be the short yardage role. That is something that dynasty managers did expect. But he just looked fantastic in the preseason. And his immediate role in the offense has moved him up my rankings. Uh, Bigsby's hype was stronger than Spears. And so in my freak draft that took place this weekend, I actually drafted Bigsby first at 1.10. And then I got Spears at 1.12. Uh, even though I had Spears ranked one spot higher. Uh, pretty fun. Pretty exciting for, uh, first round-ish for me here to get Jamar Gibbs, Jordan Anderson, Tank Bigsby, and Tajay Spears with my draft picks. Uh, pretty good to see those guys move up and glad that I finally got, in this case, my first shares of either of these guys. Next would be Jaden Reed. Uh, he moved up from 22 to 16. From 22 to 16, so he also jumped about six spots. Um, I already had Reed ranked, you know, uh, in line or, or possibly higher than most other dynasty managers, which is why I drafted him in a few of my uh, previous rookie drafts. I think I have him in two leagues, but he still moved up my rankings a little bit more since May. Uh, he moved up primarily because he immediately earned a starting role for the Packers. And then also he learned, moved up for me because Jordan Love actually looked good in both of his, you know, pre, in his all three of his preseason games and the drafts that he had and showed some chemistry with Reed among the other receivers and pass catchers there too. I'm still a little concerned about trusting Jordan Love as a starter for the first time in his career, but he did look pretty good in these preseason drives. Uh, Reed played with all the starters in those drives. He had four catches for 46 yards and one incredible catch for a touchdown. So not super productive, but still enough to show that he's going to be part of the offense right away. Uh, there are you know, a lot of mouths to feed in Green Bay. That makes me a little concerned. So I think it's going to take time for him to become a reliable starter on Dynasty rosters. But he has a really good chance, as good a chance of any. Yeah, you know, with all those young targets in Green Bay, he could become Love's top target. We're really going to have to wait to see on that one. In my draft this weekend, I actually selected him at pick number 20, so four spots after where I had him ranked. Um, so pretty glad to, to pick him up at 20. Next is a receiver, too, is Tank Dell. He moved up from 26 to 19, so seven-spot rise. I think unlike Reed, you know, Tank Dell has not earned a starting role yet. Uh, but I think it's only a matter of time before he does. Noah Brown and Robert Woods, man, they don't really prove, you know, to be long-term threats to his playing time. And maybe it's because we were all football starved, but when Dell had that, you know, kind of one highlight game in the first preseason game in his debut with the Texans, it was crazy. Um, he was uncoverable in that game, and I thought that we'd see a lot more of him in the final two preseason games, but the Texans were cautious with him after he sustained that soft tissue injury. Uh, he did, however, juke some guys out of their socks on a uh, punt return, which was pretty fun to see in that last preseason game. I've been making Ondell to defy the odds and prove that he can be a player, that his size can actually become a productive NFL receiver. We're going to see. I think it's going to take till midseason, yeah, but it could be much sooner than that. I was pleased to get Dell on the, in this last draft this weekend at number 28. Uh, he fell to me at 28 when I have him ranked 19th, so I was glad that he fell onto my team. Nine spots of where I actually had him ranked, so pretty excited to have Dell. Now some players that didn't fall into my draft that I had this weekend, but still were players that I have moved up at least five spots since May. Next is uh, Luke Musgrave. Uh, he moved up from 29 to 20th in my rankings. Like Jaden Reed, Musgrave immediately earned a starting role as a Packers type, you know, top tight end, and he was really involved, just like Reed was, actually more involved in the passing game than Reed was when he was playing with the starters this preseason. You know, he had a modest five catches for 36 yards, so not a whole lot. That was on eight targets, though. But it was just really clear, based on those targets, that he's going to be a big part of the passing game. Musgrave's definitely the last of that top-tier tight end group in this year's rookie drafts. Uh, he goes later than Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, and my guy, Michael Mayer. But he shouldn't fall too far behind them. In this last draft, we did this last weekend. Kincaid went eighth. 
Laporta went 11th. Mayer went 22nd. Obviously, he fell to me. <laughs> I picked him at 22nd. And then Musgrave fell all the way to 27th, which I think is far later than he should have been selected since I have him ranked at 20. Mayer and Musgrave both fell way too far in this last rookie draft this weekend. But Musgrave's definitely a guy moving up the boards. Very worthy of a middle second round pick, in my opinion. Next is Michael Wilson. Uh, this one's a little bit different, but I moved him up from 60 to 21. So huge jump for him. But I'll explain why. Uh, Wilson made the, the definitely made the biggest preseason jump in my rankings, but it's not because he played great during the preseason, because he didn't. Uh, he moved up really because, one, I mistakenly had him ranked way too low in my, my May rookie rankings, uh, given that he really did have a third-round draft capital. I should have moved him up. But then, two, the Cardinals are tanking, and that means they're going to play their rookies ahead of their veterans. Additionally, Wilson you know, was a favorite of beat reporters in camp. Um, I'm not a huge believer, given you know all those injuries in college, but he was a highly recruited guy, and that makes me want to take a chance on him here maybe at the end of the second round. He's going to get a lot of reps as a rookie, that's for sure, and that's something to value, even if it only just means that you'll know sooner or, you know, whether you should let him go or not, You know whether he's really going to be able to make it in the NFL or not. Ranking him 21st in September may be a little bit too high, uh, given that he fell to 29th in this most recent rookie draft this weekend, um, but that's where I have him right now. My very last ranking is 21, even though he went 29th in this draft. Next is my ball, my boy Puka Nakua. Uh, moved him up from 35th to 30th between May and September. I've talked enough about him on the podcast recently, so I'm not, not really going to say much here. Still, I had to be honest when I talked about and redoing my rankings and talk about those that moved up five spots or more. He was one, and even though I was way ahead of the curve by drafting him at 35th, now I'm even more ahead of the curve drafting him at 30th. Uh, he's already in line to see a lot of playing time this year, but now that Cooper Cup has had a setback with his injury. Nakua is going to be an immediate starter in his rookie season on the team, and I expect that he's going to be playing a lot, and the Rams are going to be playing from behind, which means they'll be throwing a lot. Um, it doesn't mean much for dynasty value per se, but Nakua is going to get a chance to prove something right away, which I'm pretty excited about. Got him on the taxi squad in two of my uh, two rosters. I already moved him up in one just because I think he's going to play for my team right away in a 14-team league where you start 11 players, so he'll be a starter for me right away. This weekend, you know, I drafted Nakua for the sixth time, sixth time, when he was available for me Available for me at pick number 32. Again, I didn't rank 30th, so I was glad that he fell to me there. Next player that's moving up, two more here to talk about risers, would be Deuce Vaughn. Moved him up from 39th to 32nd, so he moved up seven spots. I considered actually selecting Vaughn in this most recent draft this weekend at 32 because I really just wanted one share of Vaughn. I don't have any of him. And I also was trying to be honest about, hey, maybe I should actually diversify my shares of Nakua since I have now six of them. Um, but since I drafted Gibbs, Bigsby, and Spears already in this draft, I chose to go with the receiver instead of the running back. And then Vaughn promptly was selected at pick number three, 33, right behind me, which is where he should go. Uh, Vaughn was definitely electric in his preseason games. I think he's going to be a great complement to Tony Pollard in the Dallas backfield. Uh, he'll need a you know Pollard injury to become a real startable player in dynasty lineups, but uh, that's why we load our rosters with these handcuffs and with these RB2s. Vaughn's a great story, and he's a perfect player to add to rosters in the third round to be that kind of backup role. We love to have our rosters filled with backup running backs. I'm confident that he's going to produce if he steps in for an injured Pollard. As a Cowboy fan, hope they both play and no one gets injured, but that's the case. One more to talk about, and this one more so for uh, Superflex Leagues, Aiden O'Connell. I moved him up from 66th to 34th. Pretty big jump for a quarterback. 
O'Connell was, was been you know the biggest quarterback riser in superflex leagues in my rankings. He looked fantastic through the preseason, looking very capable of taking over the offense if Jimmy Garoppolo were to get injured. He threw for 482 yards and three touchdowns in those three preseason games, while throwing no interceptions during the preseason too. His 1,238 pass attempts in his four years at Purdue, you know, make him more than ready to become a starter behind a lot of these other second-tier quarterbacks that were drafted in this year's class. And then plus, the competition ahead of him in Las Vegas is much weaker than a lot of the others in this class that landed on different teams. Uh, He looked great. I'd be thrilled to have him on a super flex roster for sure. Sadly, I don't have any shares of O'Connell. Got five fallers for you. Five that I want to talk about that these were rookie fallers. First would be uh, Devin A-Chain. Moved him from number 11 back down to number 17, so he fell six spots. I was already like a hair lower on A-Chain than most Dynasty managers in May back during our rookie drafts. In many of my drafts, he was drafted ahead of Zach Charbonnet, which I'm glad because I was drafted often behind the, the manager that drafted A-Chain, and I picked up Charbonnet in all of those drafts when that happened. I think that his lack of big plays in the offseason so far and the fact that he got injured, given that given his size, he was already kind of an injury concern already. Now he's already been injured. Plus, you got to know that the Dolphins were in on the Dalvin Cook uh, you know, bids. They were in on the Jonathan Taylor bids. All those stakes they were trying to weigh in for these other quarterbacks, they indicate that they're not entirely pleased with their backfield. Additionally, during the offseason, during the preseason games, Salvin Ahmed and, and uh, Miles Gaston looked great in the preseason games. And they're, you know, they've since let Gaskin go, but they kept Ahmed. And uh, he was my most added player to my rosters this week. By the way, if you don't have Ahmed on your team, he was my most added player this last week for sure. We didn't see enough of A-Chain to say that he's a bust just yet, uh, but there are plenty of reasons to move him down in September rankings, uh, given to where he was in May. Uh, he was drafted 17th in my draft this weekend, which is where you know he routinely went in the end of the first round or that first second round turn in drafts during May. And so I'm not the only one who thinks that his value's fallen. He fell all the way to 17th, which is exactly where I have him ranked right now. Next player I have moving down is, is different, a little bit different. Marvin Mims moved him from 17th to 22nd, so he just hit that minimum for me of falling five spots back. One could definitely argue that Mims' rookie rankings should be rising after seeing playing time in that third preseason game, catching a nice deep ball, and given that Jerry Judy is likely going to miss the first few weeks of the season. I, however, have just not moved him up. I wouldn't say that I've pushed him back, though. It's just that he's been leapfrogged by a lot of the players that I mentioned already. Almost every player that I mentioned as a riser was ranked behind Mims in my May rankings, and so now they've simply jumped him. And so that's really what's happened to him. I do still have some concerns. My big concern with Mims, though, uh, from the very start, was that he's kind of a one-trick pony. Uh, He's definitely excellent at the deep ball. Uh, That's definitely fun to watch, but it's not something that I like to bank on. You know, on wide receivers especially, I'd much rather have a guy that I think can become a possession receiver with his size or maybe his great route running. I have no shares of Mims as a a result. Others, however, still really like him. I'm just going to be in a minority on this one. willing to be wrong if I'm wrong, and I'll admit it. He was drafted number 14 in this most recent draft this weekend, but I have him ranked 22nd, so pretty big difference between what I think and what others think about Mims. Next guy that was a follower was Will Levitz. Moved him from 17 to 23. Remember, we're talking about super flex rankings here. Levitz did not look great in his first preseason action. And what's worse is Malik Willis, the quarterback that the Titans drafted last year, he really improved upon his terrible rookie campaign and looked better than Levitz did in this first you know, preseason games. As the fourth quarterback taken in this year's draft, you know, and holding second round draft capital compared to Willis's third round draft capital, that just means that Levis is still a player worth taking late in the second round in Superflex leagues. This weekend in our one quarterback league, he went undrafted. 
So that's not going to be the case in Superflex League. You know, he potentially has two players to beat in order to win a starting role, but Ryan Tannehill's contract expires at the end of this season, and so Willis may be the only one that he has to beat out next year. You know, it's going to be a long wait for sure, but he's definitely worth a hold if he falls this late into Superflex Leagues. Like I said, Adam ranked 23rd, so right at the end of the second round in Superflex Leagues. Two more guys that fell. Uh, one would be Josh Downs. I moved him from 18th to 25th, so dropped down to seven spots. Like Mims, you know, Downs was actually jumped by many of the risers that I've already talked about, and so that's not his only reason for falling, though. It's just what I saw on the field that, as expected, Anthony Richardson's inaccuracy in college has remained the same problem now that we've seen him in a few preseason drives in the NFL. I think inaccuracy is going to be a problem for Richardson, which means it's going to be a problem for Downs and all of his receivers. You've got to be an accurate quarterback to help your receivers out, and he's not going to be able to. On the positive side for Downs, it looks like he's earned the starting role in the slot, which means maybe he'd get shorter passes, but maybe maybe Richardson could be more accurate on those. Even so, Richardson's you know run-first mentality and his inaccuracy are too big of a concern for me to keep Downs as a second-round draft pick. I now see him as a player that I'd like to target in the early third round instead. I have him ranked 25th, exactly where he was drafted this weekend in, the, in my last rookie draft. So a little bit down on Downs. And the final guy that I'm down on that's been a faller, Chase Brown moved him from 27th to 36th, so a nine-spot drop. Um, Brown, you know, he's slowly fallen down my rookie rankings after not receiving much training camp buzz at all from beat reporters, and then while not playing very well in the preseason games. Additionally, uh, since May when we did our drafts, Joe Mixon signed his new contract, and that was kind of one of the things that put Brown maybe pushed him up the boards a little bit, hoping maybe something would happen with Mixon, as happened with so many other running backs. But Mixon took a, took a little deal to cut his contract and then stay with the team for a couple more years. So I do think Brown has every chance to stand, you know, had every chance to stand out over the last few months, particularly while Travion Williams was, you know, the one that's presumed to be Mixon's backup. He's been injured, but Brown just did nothing to impress, even though he had those chances. I definitely love his college production. It made me think that he could be kind of a between-the-tackle stumper in the NFL, but he's not taking advantage of his opportunities thus far, and no one's talking about him either, which all that is just a bad sign. Um, I drafted him once at the very end of the third round in May, and at that time I thought that that was a steal, uh, but now I think that's right about the fair price where I drafted him at the very end of the third round. Other people think differently, though, because he went earlier, way earlier in my draft this weekend. He went number 23, so at the end of the second round, where I see him as the end of the third round uh, talent, so... Pretty fun there to think about uh, all that takes place, you know, between May and September, things change. And you know where else things are going to change? Once they hit the field for real, because then it's not preseason games. We're talking about real games and players' dynasty values are going to go up and down. Can't wait to keep talking to you guys as we get the season started next week. Podcasts are going to keep coming out on every Tuesday, with the exception of my anniversary trip and maybe any other special occasions where I'm unable to record. But I do want to say thank you for listening. I appreciate your support. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. Much better on email than I am on Twitter, so contact me that way. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted and independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, let's start the season well. Let's go out and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. 
Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.